So good morning. We've got Prophet Andre Bronkos with us. We've got um, psalmist and worshiper and mighty apostle and prophet of God, Johann <laughs> And uh, so, but I just felt it'd be good to have a prophetic dialogue this morning. So mm. everybody in Airport Christian Fellowship, those who are joining uh, that are on Johan's platform, Prophet Andre's platform, we really appreciate you having us, having you with us. And uh, like and share and tell others about it. Um, I think it's going to be really, really good. So quite keen to hear what God is doing. So, Johan, why don't you just lead us in a, a bit of worship? And uh, I think if you got that song, we will not be shaken. Amen. There's a whole lot of shaking going on, but it's not for us.
shaken it's amazing that promise in hebrews god says you will shake things once more so that that which cannot be shaken shall stand and we are receiving and we are in an unshakable unshakable kingdom well i'm not sure how to do this now that we've got three screens but that's fine um johan will sit there and minister now um um and we'll bring him in a bit later but good to have prophet andre and i think quite a bit of interest um andre in uh the prophetic dialogue this morning, certainly on our side, um, because people really are wanting to know what, what God is saying. And obviously, we can, we can get that insight different ways, if, if, I, if I say different ways, prophetically through the word or just as, you know, um, study of the word. Um, but also God gives prophets as a gift. And, um, ah, there he is. So he's up there. So, I don't know, Andre, would you like to share your insights and what you're sensing and feeling um, for this particular period of time that we're in, you know? Yeah, so I think um, definitely um, it's a time where there's some form of, uh, of reset that is happening. And uh, it's not necessarily a, a negative thing. In uh, the book of um, Acts 15, verse 32, it says, Judas and Silas who themselves were prophets, said much to encourage the brothers, to encourage and strengthen the brothers. 
And so um, from the prophetic uh, point of view or from the prophetic office, it is our responsibility to speak to whatever is, uh, is negative or dead out there and to bring life to it. And so um, I refuse to speak death. I will speak to dry bones, but I will not speak death. And uh, that is our responsibility. And so for the viewers as well, it's not our responsibility to speak about everything that's wrong out there or to bring fear in people's lives and so that they understand it is our responsibility to come during this time. Yes, it's a challenging time, but God is with us. And uh, so even during the storm, I believe that there's some form of reset that's uh, that's happening. But, you know, um, when we talk about storms, um, storms are never there to break us, but storms are there to reveal us. And so I think during this time, people are revealed who they really are. What's really inside them is busy surfacing during this time. It's easy to live by faith when everything, everything is okay. But True. suddenly there's a, some form of storm. And so what's really in believers is coming out during this time. And so I think it's, it's like a trial and tribulation, like all the others that have been in the last couple of hundreds of years. Um, and, and this is, um, is not something different. You know, I think that this disease it's just another is one. It's just another one in no. series of troubles. Yes. Yeah, it's the yes. world we live in. That's it. And so it's covered under the blood. It's not yeah. a, a different disease. It's uh, We use the same prayer, the same Jesus that died for this. But yeah. now we're going through this time where people are revealed. And uh, suddenly there's things that maybe they didn't know they had inside them. It's busy surfacing some form of fear or anxiety. And, uh, you know, we are not being insensitive. We can understand um, the challenges that people are going through. Yeah. But yet, this is definitely the time where we have to um, stand up and stand our ground and we have to face the storm. Yeah, absolutely. I like what you say, Andre. I mean, it's quite interesting what um, the Apostle Paul says in Ephesians. Um, in Ephesians 5, in Colossians, he says the same thing. And then, um, of course, in Ephesians chapter 6, in the armor of God, uh, Paul says in Ephesians 5, make the most of every opportunity. This is the NIV translation, because the days are evil. And then he says, not as unwise, but as wise. Not getting drunk, you know, with wine, which leads to debauchery, but rather being filled with the Holy Spirit. So he's saying, you know, there are opportunities that come because days are evil. So we're, we're in, a, in a particular time, it's a day of evil, if we want to call it that, because Paul says it in Ephesians 6, he says that um, we're to stand, having done all, stand stand with the armor of God. On. And yes, we acknowledge that there are principalities and powers. And he said, but when you stand with the whole armor of God, that in the day, the King James says that in the day of evil, you may be able to take your stand, you know, to stand and having done all to stand. And so clothed with the armor of God. So there's always a day of evil. This is not more evil than any other day. A hundred years ago, there was a plague. And, uh, you know, if we, we look at, you know, the the time of Hitler, we look at the time of Stalin, we look at the, those times, those were wicked times, but none of those were the great tribulation or anything that everybody talks about. In, in fact, you know, for my understanding, that has already passed, but it's a day of evil. But like you say, it reveals what is in us um, and reveals what, what's lacking. So now it's an opportunity. So Paul says, make the most of every opportunity because the days are, are evil. In Colossians, it's interesting that he says making the most of every opportunity and, he's, and he talks about our conduct and our conversation 
before unbelievers. It's really interesting. So I like what she's saying. So we are the ones with the solution. We are the ones with the answer. We have got the gospel. We've got the evangelion. We've got the good news. So I like what she's saying. Let's not speak death. Let's speak life to dry bones. I think there's not a time in, in recent history. I mean, you know, different countries go through, you know, adverse situations. You know, everybody has a day of evil. I mean, we just, we just look at what's happened on, you know, Chechnya and those places in recent history, other places. That those, those times were there, for them were end of the world. And, and so this is a worldwide thing. But I think more now than ever before, the world is looking for an alternate society. I don't know if you get this when you look at um, traveling around, Andre. It's like the world really wants to see that we believe what we say, and they will, they will believe they'll see it by the way we live and the way we speak. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, uh, the world is looking for hope. Um, I love um, uh, the presidents and leadership that's out there in the world, but uh, I see how desperate people are for a leader. They're looking yeah. for someone to save them and to lead them. And uh, I'm not, I don't go against the authority that we have, but our leader is Jesus. Um, yeah. We're not gonna find that in a man or in a person. Um, we have to follow Jesus and his yeah. word during this time that we are. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and just very quickly, you know, um, I, I wanted to bring it up. I might touch on it tomorrow. I wanna do a thing, a little bit of a thing about it, but um, you know, it, it's sometimes, people in their negativity and in their fear almost create um, a situation where it's, it's basically the end of the world and God has completely lost control. He doesn't, he doesn't know what's happening. And, and there's a, a group, an echelon of unjust, wicked people that are basically going to take over the world with the devil. And, um, you know, I don't see that at all. You know, Romans 3.23 says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That we've seen. But God made a promise starting in Numbers 14.21, as truly as I live, says the Lord, all the earth will be filled with my glory. That's repeated. I mean, Isaiah chapter 6, verse 3, Habakkuk 2, 2 verse 14. He says, as the waters cover the seas. So there's going to be an immersion of the knowledge of the glory of God, according to the prophet Habakkuk. And Isaiah says it in Isaiah 40, verse 5. And, and he says, that the whole earth will be full of his glory. And he said, and every eye shall see it because this is the mouth of the Lord. And he says, and I've spoken it. So all flesh at once will see. Now we've seen, you know, many fallen short of the glory of God, but we haven't seen the whole earth filled with his glory. So God's plan is still the same. And we're not going to lose to some antichrist or some, to some, you know, deep state system or anything like that. God is firmly in control. You know, Isaiah 9, 6 of the increase of his government and peace. Daniel chapter two, the rock that was cut out, not by human hands that strikes the statue, the systems of this world grows on and fills the whole earth. And so, you know, he, Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. So what we need to do is encourage people. This is a blip on our, <laughs> on our radar at the moment, but we're going to come through this and the world is going to continue. You know, I like what Paul says in, in Ephesians chapter three and verse 21. We all know verse 20, where it says he's able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask, think, or imagine, according to the power that's at work within us. Then he continues and he says, and to him be glory in the church now and throughout all generations. Then he says this world without end. We're living in a third world, you know, that, that God created 
and this world is without end. So it's a, a world that is subject to his kingdom, his kingdom principles. And so our role, I like what you say, is to encourage one another, to preach the gospel, to be instant in season and out of season, to always um, have a reason to give an account for the hope that is within us. Yeah. Um, I received the good news this morning from uh, friends in uh, Georgia, in America. And uh, so yesterday, the state of Georgia reopened. And uh, they are busy opening restaurants, um, uh, hairdressers. And so that entire state is busy opening. And so prophetically, I do, send, I do sense that this uh, um, pandemic has, has found its peak. And uh, I sense it's going, going to go down. Yes, it'll take months um, to recover from, um, from things. But I sense it's over. And uh, I say to, I often say that, you know, when I look around me, um, I have a lot of questions and I wonder what's going to happen. But when I pray, God says everything is going to be okay. And so um, yeah. I, I choose to believe what God is saying. Um, we, are, we are human and there's a lot of things that we're wondering about. Now, beginning of this year, I did sense um, that there'll be three shakings that we will experience. The one is um, health. The second is economy. And the third is a religious shaking. And, uh, but all of these shakings are natural. And so, therefore, if we live by faith, then it uh, should not affect us in, in any way. And so I love the song that you on to sang this morning, that we will not be shaken. And so Amen. even though we see these shakings happening and uh, we will experience economic shaking, yeah. and uh, then also um, later this year, I sense that religion will be shaken. And they will um, blame one another and, and not Christianity, religion globally. But yet it's, it's natural shakings that, that is not supposed to affect us um, because Jesus will never let us go into a storm and not come out that storm in a better condition. Yeah. And so I believe that we're going to get through this and we're going to be in a better position after the storm. Yeah. You know, a couple of things that I, I really felt... Um, uh, praying for this meeting was it's an opportunity for us um, and the first the first um, opportunity that that we have is when you know and and yes people have been affected and uh, businesses have been affected some people's health has been affected but like you say we'll get through it and we as Christians we've got so many promises in the word that we stand yes. on but I, I found that the first our first response was to maintain our posture and uh, it's just interesting how Paul talks about different postures in the book of Ephesians. He talks about the fact that we are seated in the heavenly realms with Christ Jesus. And then he talks about our walk, you know, walking as children of light. And then he talks about Ephesians 6, standing with the full armor of God and which is being clothed with Christ and taking our stand against the, the, the evil one. It's interesting how he ends that passage um, in Ephesians 6 with, with prayer. And, you know, you can directly connect it you know, in the reverse to Psalm 1, you know, blessed is the man that does not sit, does not stand, and does not walk in the way of the sinners, but he's planted, um, you know, by streams of living water. And so very much our posture needs to be that we are seated in the heavenly realms um, with Christ Jesus. And what an opportunity, Andre. I mean, you know, me pastoring a church and, um, <clears throat> you know, I'm, I'm so encouraged um, and so proud of the members of ACF and our our network churches, just watching how they're standing in isolation. And, um, you know, there's no church service. And, and yes, we've got social media, but, you know, there's nobody, you know, um, 
you know, actively shepherding and pastoring, but they're standing and they're standing on the principles of God's word. And so, you know, that correct, that correct postures is so um, really, really important. And it's absolutely brilliant to see um, how people are taking seriously, not only ACF, but I'm talking about throughout South Africa and throughout the world, how they're maximizing this opportunity at fall over Easter to really celebrate um, uh, Passover, to celebrate communion together, and then the massive amount of prayer. I, I don't think that unless, you know, God gives us a glimpse from his point of view, that we, um, we are fully realizing the impact the church is having in the world by being in isolation. You know, um, it's not a judgment of God. It's a, just a natural course of the world. We live in the evil in the world. But, but the impact of worldwide prayer, prayer chains and prayer um, uh, things that are initiatives that are going on, um, you know, I think it was uh, Lord Ernest Tennyson or Alfred Lord Tennyson that said this. Uh, it's really interesting. He, he said, um, pray for my soul. But then he makes a, a powerful statement. He says, more things are wrought by prayer than this world dreams of. He says this, wherefore, lift thy voice, rise like a fountain for me night and day. That was a man. But I, I believe that um, things are opening up and, and um, things are changing and that we're going to see things post this that are, are yeah. so positive. Yes, temporarily we're going through things because of the correct posture in prayer. No, definitely. And I think for the, um, the business people out there that is concerned, um, I want to make this um, statement and say that um, we don't own anything, but we are stewards of everything. And yeah. so don't count your losses. Um, our future is safe with God. And uh, I believe that, um, uh, that it, well, God's going to make up for that. And so yeah. there will be a tremendous increase in yeah. business and in what people are doing um, when uh, we uh, get up again. And so, don't count the losses. Don't look at what you've been losing you know, during this time and be concerned by that. Our future is safe with God and uh, God will make it up. Um, there's an increase of business. I want to say to the business people right now, you're going to um, receive so uh, many business opportunities. Um, uh, there's going to be such a demand. You will not be able to provide uh, what is coming. And so, um, God's going to make it up quickly. Um, things are reopening soon. I think people get stuck in this lockdown mentality where they think this is where we're going to be forever. No, we are past the end. Um, things are busy opening. Um, we will we will get some news later this week, but things are busy opening. Every week things are going to open now. We are, we are through this already. And uh, I mean, the peak of the lockdown, the uncertainty, um, things are, are busy. Yeah, I mean, we know that the mines are restarting and people are getting back. And so, I mean, a lot of people is back in their position. So um, we have to get out of that lockdown mentality and look at, at okay, now we're going to get moving again um, and soon. And we have to, we cannot think or have that mentality. Um, I mean, that negative mentality of that, um, I'm stuck. No, we have, to, we have to think forward and be productive in what we're doing. Yeah, I think, um, Andre, just like um, new opportunities are being presented for the church. I mean, I've never pastored churches online. <laughs> I yeah. mean, we've been live streaming for years and things like this, but it was something we did as an add-on. But now on the different social media platforms, um, yeah. tomorrow I'm doing an interview with Jared Cooper, and that's going to be Chuck Pierce and the, the guy from Bethel, um, also sort of a, the prophet speak kind of thing. And... Um, 
um, you know, just an incredible opportunity that's opening like now this opportunity with you and and where did we get this opportunity um and and so suddenly we're seeing for us as ministers now of the gospel suddenly we're seeing opportunities maybe that we haven't seen before and by the same token like you're saying business people will start to see opportunities that they've never seen before god god will give them wisdom god will give them insight and they'll start to see gaps so you know i often say you know, we can take, you know, the old days of the Polaroid camera, and I, I see they've made a bit of a comeback. If you take this moment in time with a, a normal camera, a Polaroid camera, and you print out that picture, this experience is frozen in time. But I like what John Arnott once said. He said, we have to use video cameras. And so you will see the before, now the during, and then let the camera keep rolling afterwards. Let's see what the story looks like in six months' time for our businesses and for our churches. It's going to be a completely different picture. Yeah. Um, well, many of the churches that I'm connected to as well, they, they ask me this question about um, uh, what is the word for the church? And so I'm an itinerant minister. Um, you are a, a prophet and a pastor. And so I want to ask you if, um, I mean, during uh, this, for this question, I mean, what, what do you sense, um, I mean, a word for the church, uh, not necessarily the future of the church, the church will continue, but a yeah, word for the church. What do you sense as a pastor um, for the church during this time and then, I mean, ahead of that? Well, I, for me, like I said, it's, it's such an opportunity at such a time where we've been able to back off and for myself to back away in a sense from pastoring, forced to do so, to come out, to rest and to, to pray and, and to get into the word. And so there was a few things that I really felt that, you know, God wanted us to focus on. And the first was the, our posture and, and, you know, our, our understanding of what it means to be seated in the heavenly realm. Secondly, um, our, our walk through everyday life, our, our posture um, in, in, you know, standing in days of evil, our posture in prayer, our kneeling. You know, Paul said, you know, for this reason, I kneel in Ephesians 3 before the Father from whom the whole family in heaven and earth so uh, has derived its name. And so I, I believe that, <clears throat> that we need to get back to our posture of prayer. Um, you know, more things have been wrought in this world through prayer than, than, than what we've even dreamed of. Um, one of the greatest, most pervasive revivals in, in all of history was the Hebridean revival the, on the island of Lewis. And it started in a small town called Barvas. And it was two elderly ladies, Christine and Peggy Smith. Christine, 84, Peggy, 82. One was um, bent over, couldn't walk, more or less confined to the chair. The other one was blind. But they um, took the scripture from Psalm 24, who may ascend the hill of the Lord. And they began to pray and they saw the most pervasive <clears throat> revival that ever took place as far as um, invading their society, the transformative power of, re of revival. And I think <clears throat> that stands out as a lesson. It's really interesting. I don't know if you saw the video clip <clears throat> that um, one of the relatives of that lady is actually President Donald Trump's mother. Wow. And uh, I mean, it's powerful. And so, you know, I'm not trying to make links where there are no links. So I think the first thing is to getting back to our understanding of prayer. When Jesus cleansed the temple, he said, my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations. And I think that we as ordinary Christians have underestimated the power of prayer. The ordinary um, member of our church sitting in our churches 
um, can have a great impact and a worldwide effect in prayer. It was Andrew Murray, our own Andrew Murray said this. He said, live in the bold and holy confidence that God is able to bless his church through you. God is really only waiting for prayer in order to give the blessing. And I, yeah. I for me, I really feel <clears throat> that we get um, caught up in a lot of the machinery and the life of the church. And um, I, I'm so blessed by some of our churches, how they, in the middle of this, they declared fasting and prayer. So for me, uh, the priority in prayer, you know, the, the f refocus on, the, on prayer. And then it's been a time to reset, as you said, um, for us to get back to our priorities. You know, we chase so many things and we can be driven by ministry. We can be driven by activities in church and we need to get back to our correct priorities. Number one, our Heavenly Father. Number two, <clears throat> faith. Uh, number three, um, you know, all the principles of the word. Number three, uh, back to our families. It's been such an awesome time um, to spend time with Bev and just to be together in this particular lockdown. And again, we need to get back to central, you know, back, what is our purpose? And for me, it's just to sit back and go like, okay, you know, maybe I was chasing my tail a bit for the last couple of years, but let me get back to my, my purpose. The purpose, you know, what is the message? You know, what, what ministries, what methods to get that message out? And, I, and you know, for me, um, discovering this platform, Zoom, and seeing um, it's unlocked so much potential for me for development of leaders and recover our passion and then recover our purity. Those are some of the things that, you know, it's almost like <clears throat> um, I'm, I'm hearing all over the place. There's a, a dear sister in Victoria Falls. I preached that the conference with Pastor Vincent Dubin in November. And um, I, I messaged it because the whole town is, is completely dependent on tourism. And of course, it's gone from 100 to zero overnight. And I messaged her and I said, I, I'm sure that Victoria Falls in Zimbabwe must be quiet. She said, it's ghostly quiet. There is no activity. She said, the incredible thing is that the animals come into the town. The elephants walk the streets at night, prides of lion, buffalo come in. And it's almost like all of creation has taken a breather. Um, but it, it, it feels like to me that for many in the church, we've been able to take a breather and, and, and um, there's a bit of a bounce back that I believe that is going to come. There's going to come a resurgence after this because we can sit back and carefully analyze, not in fear, not in dread, and we can reset our course. Yeah. I received a question this morning um, uh, of a pastor just, that just uh, is doing a study and uh, in his question, he said, um, um, do you think um, the church, what is the purpose of the church? And do you think the church is necessary um, for the future? And uh, so, you know, I like the live stream and, and all that. But what we're missing out is the fellowship, the positive fellowship. Yeah. And uh, so I think, uh, I mean, I want you to answer it as well. Um, but for me, it's mainly that positive fellowship, getting together with believers, not necessarily just to go and uh, and to hear um, a sermon or to get encouraged, but that that fellowship, I mean, positive fellowship. If people can say, "Well, go have a cup of coffee with someone," no, it's that positive fellowship. You know, some, somehow in church, people are are encouraging one another and they are giving each other hope, and so that that strength that is what I'm missing out. And I also think that yes, the church is relevant. And, uh, and we need that. Um, we need that gathering of the saints. And even when you talk about prayer now, it's just different when a group of people come together and pray. Um, Absolutely. And I think this lockdown has revealed 
um, and given us a different value system. Because isn't it amazing that um, people who weren't really coming to church now suddenly are missing church. Yeah. <laughs> they, they want to get together and they're missing the fellowship. And I, again, it's like I said, we, we um, underestimated the power of prayer, but we've underestimated the power of fellowship. And we are social beings. It was um, interesting. One of our leading ex-Springbok uh, rugby players, when they interviewed him, he said, the first thing I'm going to do after lockdown, the first person I'm going to, I see, I'm going to hug them. And, um, you know, we, we, we need, we crave that fellowship. And the, uh, uh, I've always said this, um, at our church, the, the majority of ministry takes place in the coffee shop afterwards for the next couple of hours than even during my sermon. Because suddenly, you know, he has all the believers sitting together, having coffee, ministering to one another, prophesying, praying. You know, a lot of people are getting healed in that time. And so sometimes we can... Um, recover our value system and that's why i was talking about the one point that i said is that we're recovering our passion and um and that is the passion for church the passion for for um fellowship again because we starting to realize we absolutely need it um you know i think that pastor if he feels like the church has lost its re relevance i think the isolation has got him but i remember mm -hmm. Reinhard bonker once said this he was standing at his window of his office here at the Woodfield office, the South Africa base. I used to visit them often because my churches were very close and quite a few of their families were part of our church. And he said this to us one day in a staff, I, I would crash, you know, gate crash the staff meetings just so I had an opportunity to listen to Reynold Bonker. But he said he was standing at the window and the trucks were leaving um, to go and set up a crusade um, somewhere up in Africa. And of course, you know, those big bright red trucks with the CFAN logo and across the one truck that drove out was the big slogan, massive slogan right across that pantechnican side. And it says, Jesus is the answer. And he said for a brief moment, when he looked, he asked himself the question, is Jesus really the answer? And uh, he said, it, it took him, uh, he, he took himself aback a little bit at the question that popped up. And then suddenly his mind went racing back over, over numerous um, crusades um, at the thousands and tens upon thousands. And of course, this was still early in his ministry of people getting saved. And, and I mean, I was in the tent in Bulawayo in 1980 when, when hundreds and hundreds of people got baptized in the Holy Spirit. He had men and women stand together like this on, on, on each side. And he just in three, the invitation three times, come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit. On the third time, thousands of people the spirit of god fell upon them and they were all baptized in the holy spirit speaking in tongues getting delivered spontaneously and he thought through all of the miracles and the signs and wonders and i think if we just sit down and take stock um, of of our ministries and our churches and what we're doing um, we will we will realize the church has not lost its relevance mm. and i think because sometimes it's difficult to measure for example just one subject it's, it's difficult to measure prayer the effectiveness of prayer. How do you measure that? This side of, you know, you know, if I, if I say this side of the eternity, out of the spirit, how do we measure that? You know, we, we're praying even down generational lines. How do you measure that? So, so the church, I believe, you know, one of the things that the Lord said to me now, you know, when I was praying for this particular interview as well, is that the, the world needs us now in this particular time more than it has ever needed us in the last few decades. Yeah. 
Um, we went to the a store yesterday, me and Zandia, for the first time in three weeks, we went together. And so we've been going alone the whole time. And so yesterday for the first time, and uh, so we were going into the store and Zandia who worked, who were walking a couple of meters behind me, acting like she doesn't know me because we're not allowed, supposed to be together. <laughs> so I said, no, no, walk with me. I mean, we had the mask on and everything. And so um, uh, as we went through that, um, I just sent to my spirit, God saying that many of my sons and daughters act like they don't know me. And uh, so I really sense uh, what you're saying this morning, that, that we, that posture, and uh, we have to stand our ground. And uh, we know God. We know he's our source. He's our father. And, uh, um, you know, from a father's heart, um, he will take us through um, the season. Yeah. You know, one time uh, Bev was saying to me, we were, you know, we always push for Holy Spirit in our meetings and stuff like that. And, you know, I love to see God move. And one morning, Bev, Sunday morning, Bev said to me, her, her boss and his wife had contacted and said, um, we're going to come to church this morning. And I remember thinking, oh, no, you know, and I'm thinking, yo, I, I really hope the Holy Spirit behaves himself this morning because I don't want them to think that we're weird. You know, in that moment, I caught myself and um, I, 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 I stopped and, and I said to Bev, you know, if what we're doing is wrong, let's stop it. But if what we're doing is right, let's really push it. Because we don't have to make an excuse for God. And I said, because it doesn't matter how hard they are, how difficult they are, how agnostic they are. Um, something about us has attracted them to come. And we don't have to make excuses for the Holy Spirit. So I think that like what you're saying, we need to push even harder. We need yeah. to rediscover our purpose, rediscover our passion, um, and, our, and, and, and walk in the purity of the word and purity of our walk, our life and doctrine, and, and, and not make excuses um, um, seeing God move any longer. I think we need to be bolder, more, more out there than ever before because the world is wanting an answer. And we are the answer. Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. Then he turned around and said, you are the light of the world. So this is the glory that's going to fill the, all of the earth. Yes. And so, you know, to that pastor feeling like there was no more relevance, you know, if we feel like, um, you know, during this time, it's been a good time of introspection and reflection and and, and maybe, you know, um, like myself, I've just decided we're going we're gonna to up-pray again. We're going to up-pray. It's really interesting that at the beginning of this year, God spoke to me and he said, you need to recover prayer, rediscover prayer, and rediscover the power of praise. And I did a whole series on that. And um, um, prayer and praise. And I think that's what's carried me and many of um, ACF's members um, during this particular time. So our relevance, you know, if we feel like we're irrelevant, just rediscover our purpose and go for it. Yeah. I listened to a sermon yesterday and, and the pastor said that, uh, he said, yes, but they were talking about the end times. And uh, so the pastor said that, yes, Jesus is returning one day, but up until then, let's live as if nothing's going to happen. And so yes. let's live to the fullest. Um, yeah. Let's not prepare <laughs> to end. Uh, let's go for it. Yeah. Um, so I really want to encourage the ACF members as well. I mean, they're sitting with you as a, as a leader that has tremendous work, but it's time for us to stand our ground and uh, the pastors as well. Uh, we have to be a light to the world during this time and salt to the earth. Uh, we have to stand our ground. I love the, the um, verse in Romans 8, 19, when he talks about um, creation is waiting um, okay. for sons and daughters to be revealed. And uh, that word revealed, 
is to be put on display. And I want to say to the ACF members that during this time, you are being put on display. God is putting you on display and the world is looking at you, the way you talk, the way you behave. And uh, we have to be different. We cannot say the same things or act the same way the world is acting. We have to be a light, even in a dark time. Even if you are uncertain yourself, you have yeah. to be that light to people yeah. out there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, there's one of the things that um, um, it struck me when um, Sari from Victoria Falls shared this. And of course, they're saying for the first time in 30 years in Venice, the, the, the canals in the city are clear and they can see fish and dolphins and things. Yeah. And, um, and, and for me, when I, when I heard that, that was the exact scriptures, that creation is groaning in eager yes. expectation for the revealing of the sons of God. And it's time for us to be revealed. So it's not time to doubt ourselves. It's no. not time to pull back and uh, insulate and isolate. And, and uh, it's time for us, you know, there's, a, I think what you said, a lockdown mentality, you know, um, a lot of the end of the world stuff puts people in an end of the world, you know, sort of rapture mentality where it's, it's just like, well, why drive, why push, why continue? So, yeah, you know, we, we can get into a mentality concerning any, well, you know, by any reason and any account, and this is one of them. And so we need to be thinking beyond that now, lifting our vision and looking beyond it and saying, all right, what are we going to do? What are we going to implement going forward? Because like I said, and, and you've touched on it now, the world is looking for an alternate society. Unfortunately for years, um, for Christians, their lives spoke louder than their words. And the world is saying, we hear your words. And that's incredible. That's really good news. But when we look at you, you know, we don't like we don't like the message because of the messenger, but that's all changed and it is changing. And, and so what the world is saying, we love, we love the message and we love the messenger. And so it's time for us to rise and shine for our light has come. And the glory of the Lord has risen upon us. Amen. 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 Yeah. Anything else that you've got to share? We've got a couple of minutes and then Johannes. Yes. Gave um, I mean, just uh, I need, the church just needs to open. And yeah. uh, so uh, um, I want to share it with everyone this morning. Churches will open soon. Uh, yeah. We need the gathering. Again, uh, we're not going against authority, but uh, churches need to open. You know, we need to pray for the sick. We yeah. cannot uh, say to sick people, you're not allowed to come to church. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, it's time we, we need to get out there. We need to pray for age, uh, for cancer, for Corona, whatever virus it is, it is under the blood of Jesus. It's the same power. And uh, so um, I believe that when the time comes that we have to come back forcefully. And yeah. so the church needs to come back. They didn't, they didn't need to creep out. They need to come back in force. And yeah. uh, so I also think that there's really a hunger in people. Like you said earlier, that even people that don't necessarily come to church, they're missing church. And uh, so there's definitely a hunger in people. Um, I believe the church and believers needs to be ready to give people hope, to be that beacon. And uh, God's going to take care of us. I really sense that we're going to have tremendous testimonies about what, what is going to happen after this. Um, but I want people to know that we're going to be okay, that uh, it's going to work out. Um, God is in control. We are going to be in a better condition. Um, uh, our economy is going to get back up uh, I mean everything is going to open up and it's going to I mean it's going to be good there's a lot of stuff uh, that's been put into place and uh, yes it seems like nature um, has a reset I mean suddenly animals are thriving nature is thriving 
I mean, yeah. Cape Town, I saw that video of the penguins that came out and they were walking the streets to come and see what's happening. And so, we, we are the um, humans. <laughs> I mean, um, farmers, their land is getting a restate. And uh, so um, we're getting ready to prepare for something greater, for a next level, um, for acceleration. And it's coming. It's about to happen soon. Yeah. Amen. You know that um, um, I loved what... Um, you know, President Trump said at the beginning of the lockdown when he called uh, Vice President Pence up, and I've mentioned this a few times, um, he was so positive um, looking, and that was on the front end of the, the, the virus pandemic. And he said, um, we're going to come out of this. There's going to be worldwide prosperity. And, yes. and I thought, here is a man, and I don't know. I mean, we hear rumors <laughs> of, you know, his, his um, spiritual uh, position. But here is a man, he has a world leader, who is speaking so positively. And I think it's a shame that the, the church and, and we as Christians are not more positive concerning that because there's been yes. volumes of negativity. Um, and, and so I think, you know, and I concur with you, we need to be the, the positive ones. And so we need to declare it. And I think um, every single, I, I shared this with our business folks the other morning, again, Ezekiel 37, prophesying over the valley of dry bones, prophesying to the breath, summoning the breath, the spirit to come. And, um, you know, it's prophetic of Israel. They said, we're without hope. We are cut off. You know, we're dead. And God is saying, no, no, you will stand up an army. And uh, all he was doing was, all that God needed was one person, one person to pray. You know, the the um, the revival in, in the Hebrides, in that island of Lewis, it was two elderly ladies, insignificant, uh, couldn't even get out of their homes to go to their churches. So they weren't even part of the intercessory team in church, you know, And uh, but they stood up. And so for our businesses, for our country, for our governments, for our, our presidents, we need to be prophesying and speaking things over them that is really good and that's really life. Yeah. And we want to take a, a moment and pray for people that's watching uh, this live stream. Um, anyone that is sick right now or have any form of symptom, doesn't matter where you're watching from, whether it's locally, internationally. Um, I want to stand in unity with uh, Prophet John and pray that any form of sickness or disease will leave right now. And that also nothing will come. Nothing will come and touch your household, will come close to you, that we will be protected during uh, this time. Um, will you lead us in prayer, um, Prophet John? Father, I'm just looking to this camera. And, and Father, I'm looking Great. directly at every viewer, every listener. And I'm just speaking the power that came through the blood of Jesus. Um, by his stripes, you are healed. By his stripes, we were healed. By his stripes, we are healed. Different passages of scripture in the Bible. And you, the Lord, our healer. And you said that, Lord, if we walked with you, that none of the diseases that were upon the Egyptians would be upon us. None of the diseases that were in the world would be upon us. Lord, I want to thank you. You are the Lord, our God, who heals us. Psalm 103, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Second time it's repeated, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases, including COVID-19 virus. You heal every sickness, every disease. But Lord, we're not only limiting it to that. Every person that's being, whatever sickness, Lord, if there's a weakness of the eyesight, if there's a 
a, a failure in the hearing, if there's an organ in the body that's failing, Lord, if there's clogged up arteries around the heart, we command it to open. We speak life, we speak health in the mighty name of Jesus. We rebuke sugar diabetes. We rebuke that um, liver function failure. We rebuke that kidney um, issue right now in the name of the Lord Jesus. I speak healing to you in the name of the Lord our Christ Jesus. Amen. Be healed. Amen. Amen. Would you, um, Andre, just prophesy over the, and, and just pray for the business folks, I think, because there's a lot of pressure. And, you know, some uh, one-man businesses, you know, obviously they're under a, a, a fair amount of pressure. But then, of course, you've got the bigger businesses where the, the pressure and the weight of responsibility yeah. upon on the CEO um, possibly having to consider retrenchments and things like that. And I know for Christian businessmen, well, for all businessmen, I mean, that, that's a hard thing for them. And so just to speak life over it. And then I want Johan to sing that um, restoration song from uh, Joel chapter two again. I mean, what a beautiful song, Johan. So thank you, Andre. Yeah, so yeah. So I speak to the businessmen or anyone, doesn't matter what level of business that you're doing. Um, I want to specifically remind you of covenant, that you have a covenant with God and God has a covenant with you. And that covenant is above and beyond uh, works. And so suddenly, even though it, uh, it's locked down and you cannot work, God is still at work. Amen. And so I want to declare over every business person that you are going to be in a better place, in a better condition than afterwards. Uh, I pray that God gives you the strength and the courage during this time to make uh, the decisions that you have to make some challenging decisions but even through that i pray peace upon you that god will give you the peace and the strength to make to stand and make those decisions that is right and and to move on um, there's definitely a type of economic shaking that we're going through but uh, the word says that everything romans says everything works for the good for those that love god and keeps his commandments and so those business people out there you love god and you keep his commandments and so and therefore you will be in a better condition and a better place after this and i declare this morning that you will have a testimony i sense in, in my spirit just uh, um, three months i sense three months three months and so don't count your losses god's going to pick you up um, and god's going to take you through this and you will have a very powerful testimony and uh, that testimony through that testimony only god is going to get the glory no person you know often it seems like we trust God through someone. We trust God via someone. And so during this time, we're learning to rely on God alone. And so people are not our source. Um, I know that there's contracts and there's things that you're also waiting for people to pay you. Uh, funds are free, but God is our source and God will make a way. He will open up a stream. And so right now, I prophesy a stream. I call forth a stream of income. It might not necessarily be the place where you think or we're expecting it to come from, but we call that stream forth to start to flow in your direction, into your business, into your family. And so from that business, it can flow into many other families as well forward. And so again, those that is in business, you have not lost anything. Your future is safe with God. Your business is safe with God. And uh, so don't count your losses because God will make it up. It will be returned to you a hundredfold. When the enemy steals and kills, we have the authority to claim it back. And so this virus is not from God. This yeah. is the enemy that's stealing. And that gives us the right.
to claim back and say, God, no, um, we call it back in the enemy. Remove your hands from the people that's out there, God's people. And so I declare the business people out there, I declare that you're God's people. And uh, God's going to take care of you during this time. I declare that. Great testimonies that's coming forth of what God supernaturally done during this time. And then also I release innovation upon you. I release new ideas on you, fresh ideas. Yes, maybe uh, one business will, will close, but four are opening. And so I pray for ideas of, of, uh, of the future. God will reveal to you at night. I pray for your dreams right now, that your dreams will be filled with God ideas, that God will show you things that's coming in the future, that you'll be prepared and ready for what is to come. Maybe you need to make little changes to you, your company, uh, but God will use that company, will use it as a well to bring water to many out there. I declare that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Andre. And uh, yeah, and then wisdom for the interim. Wisdom, you know, James 1.5 says that um, God gives wisdom liberally without finding fault because it's the very gift that you need. So he won't find fault with you. It won't even, even if you doubted in this time or you were stressed, you know, if you ask God for wisdom, he gives it liberally. So, Johan, are you there? And uh, let's see if Johan comes online. There he is, the brother with the photograph. And... Uh, <laughs> You need to listen about verse 18. Beautiful. Can you sing it for us? Amen.
really powerful but thank you prophet andre really appreciate it thank you for your exhortation and your encouragement you know that's the nature of all prophecy but um, i just want to encourage everyone that's watching prophecy is also in the in the nature of normal christian conversation and normal christian conversation should be encouraging comforting and strengthening helpful for building others up paul says in ephesians so that it may benefit those who are listening so God is not honored with fearful negative speech. So, you know, so prophecy like normal Christian conversation should be encouraging, comforting, strengthening. But bless you, Johan. Really appreciate it. Bless you, Prophet Andre. And uh, we're looking you, forward to Andy, really appreciate it. Looking forward to a, a good meeting at ACF where you can both be there with us. Yes. Can't wait. We can't wait. Bless you all. Love to you all. And so you. Johan, Sunday morning. Are you good? Sunday morning is good. We're there. Fantastic. Bless you, Prophet. Bless you. Love you guys. Thank you.